0: Thanks for downloading this podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Lamont or visiting Radiolamon.com. This. This. this is RS1, this is R S1. Part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome along to our live coverage of the FIA World Endurance Championship for the first round of 2020 calendar year. Uh, we were meant to be in Brazil, uh, that didn't quite happen, so instead, the whole circus got moved very quickly to the Circuit of the Americas just outside of Austin, Texas. And that is where the six hours of the Lone Star Le Mans will be taking place this weekend. Johnny and Bruce will be with us for the race call, with me for the race call, uh, tomorrow. But uh, in about five minutes' time, we'll be getting things underway with LMGTE Pro and LMGTE um, Qualifying. The FIA World Endurance Championship. On RS1. On RS1. part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Hello everybody and welcome along to our 2019-20 coverage of the FIA World Endurance Championship. Good to have your company wherever you are in the world. And this is the first... Round in 2020, of course, the series started off in 2019 back at Silverstone. Coming up, qualifying for the Lone Star Le Mans, uh, a race that should have been in Brazil, but has been moved to Cota. So, coming up first, the qualifying for Le Mans GTE Pro and GTE Am. John Heindorf here with you, and we're going to get this underway in about a couple of minutes' time. Uh, Race Control already telling the competitors that any laps uh, with track limits queries will be immediately deleted. So, obviously, they've been watching during the practice sessions, which was... Dominated at the front of the field, I said dominated, was led both times by Rebellion Racing. They've had some problems and had to do a engine change on their Singleton entry. Uh, Toyota second uh, in the first and second sessions with the number eight car. The number seven car surprisingly a little bit further down the field and rather off the pace. Uh, in terms of the lap times that they were putting in earlier on. The track temperature has gone up to 21 degrees Celsius. Uh, It was uh, a massive 28 degrees Celsius for practice session two, although the air temperature was only just on about 16 degrees. It's about 15 degrees at the moment But at this time of day in Texas, things beginning to cool down just a little bit. We'll give you the qualifying drivers just as soon as the cars begin to roll out for the WEC session. All of the GTE Pro cars running with just two drivers and as usual, the situation is that there will be Laps by two drivers and the average will be what is taken to set the grid. So just waiting for the cars to come out and there's the green flag. And let's tell you who's doing what. Johnny Mollum's taking out the Red River Sport number 62 Ferrari. And uh, Matteo is taking out the 56 Team Project 1 Porsche. Philippe Fraga, the 57. Corvette Racing with its usual now additional entry. Jan Magnussen in the C8R. Jan drafted back into the team, of course. It's Kai Cosolino. In the Ferrari 488 of MR Racing. He's just gone out. Matty Campbell for Dempsey's number 77 Porsche. Davide Regan for the 70. That's the other Ferrari. Ben Barker going out for Golf Racing. Charlie Eastwood in the TF Sport. Aston Martin, number 90. So, just the cars rolling out around the circuit at the moment. And they'll be getting up to speed in... This first lap, as I say it, it'll be two flying laps, probably by each driver. Uh, there's nothing to stop the first driver getting back in again, and we have seen that uh, in the past, of course. Looks like Felipe Fraga was first across the line. And watch the splits as they come around. Usually with the GT cars, it will take a couple of laps to get the Michelin tyres up to temperature. In an IMSA session, you'll normally see them stay out for the whole... Sesh, but obviously having to get both the drivers through. Matty Campbell straight back into the pits in the Dempsey Proton 77 after a relatively slow outlap. So clearly a problem with that car. And remember, there's not much you can do with these cars in these sessions. Still waiting for the Dalalana 98 car to go out. So, Campbell just driving through the pitch there, actually. Might be just looking for a gap on the circuit without having to drive too much offline. James Collado, an extremely slow warming-up lap for his EF Corsa Ferrari at 4.03. That's very, very slow indeed. So, he's really taking it easy. The, there is a, uh, a real, I was going to say issue, but it's not an issue. It's really interesting that the tyres nowadays, even when they're not warm, really do give the drivers a lot of confidence. And therefore they can be pushing on a little bit too early. Thomas Prining going through for Dempsey's number eighty-eight Porsche with a two or two zero. So starting to get some pace now for these GT cars. Just looking at the earlier session, the second practice session was the quicker of the two. And they were down in the high two or ones. 2017, so they're not a million miles away. In fact, straight away now, Davide Regon and Matteo Caroli have just raised that bar. Caroli with a 2018, 2011 for Caroli going through. Ah, now we've already had a, a lap deleted then, there. That's that's interesting. So that was a priming lap that was deleted. 80, 98 and 88, 71 and 88. 92 all getting deleted laps early on so Davide Regan and Thomas Prining, as well as the 98 of Paul Lana, all getting laps deleted there immediately there was a quick yellow there turn 2 for a moment as well So some of these drivers will have had a bit of a layoff, although many of them have been racing elsewhere. At the moment, then, James Collado's kept the car between the white lines. And a 201.108 is the best that we've seen posted. And that puts him at the top. Kay Cosolino for Ferrari in second. And that, of course, is the MR racing car. So their averages are the best times at the moment. And we'll see the second drivers jump in in a second. Caroli up into third. Then Nielsen in fourth. So just one Porsche in the top five at the moment. And that is Matteo Caroli in the 56 car. These are all... Oh, the bulk of these cars are AM cars at the moment. It's James Collado flying the flag for the pros. So... More laps being deleted here. Sorensen, Marco Sorensen for Aston Martins had his first flying lap deleted, as has the number 62. That's the Christensen car. Uh, Excuse me, that isn't the Christensen car at all, is it? So already a lot of laps are going begging here. 90 and 62. So the 62 cars had a couple of laps for Johnny Moreland deleted. Johnny will be fuming inside the Red River, Red River Sport 488. 90 deleted as well. That's Charlie Eastwood. Now, what I'm not getting is where these guys are going off the circuit. That's not coming through from race control at the moment, but they've said twice any laps reported to have been done Beyond track limits will be immediately deleted. And they are being quite stringent on that. There's Kai Kozolino going through. And no improvement there. He's done a slow lap, in fact. And come into the pits. So maybe he's going to change over early on. With eight and a half, nine minutes almost completed. So we're getting to half distance already. Davide Regon. Yet to set the lap in the 71 car, but has a lap going at the moment. Extraordinary stuff, this. 54 and 57. Again, AF Corsa, that's Giancarlo Fisichella. And the 57, of course, is Felipe Fraga in the Project 1 Porsche, also with laps deleted. Now, they've got laps on the board, but they're well over the two-minute mark, and they'll be taking... Performance out of their Michelin tyres whilst they're circulating a pace. This is extraordinary stuff. And have we finally got times for Aston Martins? Yes, we have. Marco Sorensen and Alex Lynn both putting times in, in the 95 and the 97. Good enough for second and third. Very good time. Two minutes, point. Eight for Alex, 2.01 flat. Sorry, two or one flat for Alex, and two minutes point eight for Marco Sorensen. So it's Ferrari, Aston, Aston, Ferrari, Porsche. Now in the shape of the 51 AF Corsa, James Collado with a two minutes point zero. Two minutes point seven nine zero. It's the fastest lap we've seen from a GT car today. It's been a an odd day today with just on nine and a half minutes, the whole meeting compressed into two days, but still four hours of free practice, rather than having an hour and a half, an hour and a half, and an hour split over two days. There were two two-hour sessions earlier on today, and it's Aston Martins to the fore now, with Sorensen and Lynn now eclipsing the times of David Regon Two minutes, point seven four two. So what's happened to... Regan's time, two minutes still there, two minutes 7.42, two minutes 9.58 for Alex Lynn. now prining in and handing over to Brett Curtis, another lap deleted for Johnny Moreland, has he got a time in yet? I think he has two or three in, but he'll not be happy with that. And Collado into the pits. Regon into the pits. Alessandro Perghidi will get in to the 51 car from taking that off from James. Francois Perodo will jump in the 83. Alex Lynn in. To the pit lane michael christensen in in the porsche matty campbell in in the porsche so into the second half of this session and what we can't tell you because we don't get the information although race control will know because the michelin tires all have rfids who's changed tires has anyone changed tires And Johnny Moreland, still not with the timing. All the laps that have been deleted for track limits at turn... I think that says 18 there, will be revised at the end of the session, I'm hearing now. Turn 18? Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. It's normally term 19 that catches everybody out. But we'll go along with what Race Control's saying at the moment. So Bonamy Grimes has got in. Probably just a quick lap for Bonamy, And then Johnny to get back in there because there's no driver one time set at the moment. For the 62 Red River Sport car. Ross Gunn now behind the wheel of the number 98. Aston Martin. And Mike Rockenfeller takes out the Corvette C8R. First time it's running in the FIAWEC of course. Already made it's debut in IMSA. Sorensen from now. Bruni in second position. Jimmy Bruni first of the second drivers to put a lap in. And a 2.0923, uh, pretty much matching his teammate there. Actually, that's the time from his teammate. That uh, timing screen hasn't updated yet. So he's just done a 2.05 on his outlap. That's not a bad outlap outlap for Jimmy. So still waiting for the first of the second-lap drivers to come through as... We're counting down within five and a half minutes now to the chequered flag. Max Martin in the Aston number 97 out on circuit. Alessandro Pergidi, AF Corsa number 51. And there goes... Ishikawa for MR Racing, 206 2.05.4 4 for Mike Wainwright and Gulf Racing, so that's opening laps for those guys. Mike Rockenfeller with a 203 0, which pretty much, in fact, is quicker than Jan's best, which was a 203 6. That's off the pace for Jan when everyone else is doing two-minute flat. So the Corvette not getting its tyres up to temp and pressure, maybe. That's a query on that one. Still waiting for a proper time, really, to come in. And there is one, finally. Alessandro Perghidi 2.016 for AF Corsa's Ferrari number 51. Leading in GTE Pro. So a 2.011 from his teammate, followed up by Perghidi with a 2.016 for an average of 2.01354. Remember, both drivers and all of these teams only have two drivers. They must put in a time each. Ben Keating goes through for Team Project 1 with the 204. Third position for that car at the moment. Francois is still getting up to pace. It'll be next lap around, I would think, when we see some better times. In the GTE arms, all of those teams have three drivers... But one of the arm drivers, if you have more than one, or the arm driver, the arm driver, if you don't, must do the time. There's another 2 one going through. 2 one 6 for Pierre Gidi and Miguel Molina. It is that goes to the top with a 2.014 for an average for that car, that being the 71 Ferrari 2.012. The... Two Ferraris then at the top, Aston Martin in third, 2.017 for an average of 2.03. These are big gaps here. Ross Gunn then up into third with the 98 car, the Paul Dallalana machine. That's the first of the GTE arms ahead of Francois Perraudot for AF Courses number 83 Ferrari. So Aston Martin to the top now with Nicky Team in Pro 2-0-1-0 for him. Add that to the two minutes point seven, gives an average of two minutes point eight. Two and one flat in the two minutes point seven. Yes, I suppose it does. So Aston Martin provisional pole in both classes at the moment. The 95 car, the Dane train. Ahead of two Ferraris and the Porsche of Kevin Estra now. The Porsche GT team, one of the works cars. The 92 in third. But there's still time to be made here. Second drivers, particularly that Porsche, can make up some time. Kevin Estra, his best is still only a 2.03. So he's got a couple of seconds, really, to find there. And the giddy-up goes to the top in GTE am Team Project 1's Porsche. But there's probably a bit of time to come there. Ross Gunn gets down to a 2 2 for the Aston Martin number 98. They've kind of done things the opposite way because Paul Dallallana did the first laps and Ross Gunn's doing the second. And he's doing laps as quick as anyone at the moment out there. And why shouldn't he? As that is a current spec car or the similar spec car to the... Pro cars. Bond Grimes with a 2-0-4. Now, Bond Grimes hasn't gone out, I don't think. If he has, he hasn't got his best timing yet. That might just be a glitch. So, still the battle at the top. The absolute best lap time from the Aston Martin as the checkered flag goes out of a two minutes. 7:42 and a two minutes 7.25 for Nicky Team as the second driver, giving a very competitive average of a two minutes 7:33, and that is a couple of tenths up on the Porsche in second. I said that Kevin Estre needed a better time. He's come down to a two minutes 0.798. That's quicker than his teammate went earlier on. Only good enough for seconds yet, but he's got one more lap. He's not seen the chequered flag yet. Question is, is there another lap in those tyres for Kevin Estra? Miguel Molina will be no better than fourth in the 71 AF Corsa Ferrari. The number 71 car then, uh, no better than check that sixth position. My apologies. There goes Ricard Leeds in the 91 Porsche. They're going to be fourth. Or at least no better than that. Wide range of times here. Suggesting that not everybody got their best laps recorded. Certainly not the first drivers, it would seem. Two minutes, 0.725, Nicky team, Great effort, a second man out. Still waiting for Kevin Estra to come round on his last lap. These splits aren't great. And it's only Max Martin and Kevin Estra who can challenge Nicky team at the moment. And if it's gonna be anybody, surely it's gonna be Estra. And Estra goes through, he does improve, gets down to a two minute point, seven nine eight, which pushes him into second position. Max Martin into third. Both of those cars going across the line. But no improvement on the last lap for Estra. So that 2 minutes, 0.798, the best for the car. And that will put them on the outside of the front row. So checkered flag is out. Still the 88 Am Dempsey Porsche to finish its run. Does so now. Curtis across the line, Ben Curtis across the line, excuse me. Uh, In that car. And. uh, The American on home ground. Brad Curtis. Takes that car. To. It's chequered flag. So by my reckoning. And this is very very. Unofficial. With all of the. Bits and pieces still to come. In terms of any potential laps being looked at, but as it stands, it is Aston Martin racing on pole position with the number 95, the Dane train, from Porsche GT team, number 95 Porsche RSR 19. Second row will be Aston Martin and Porsche again. So the two works teams of Aston and Porsche sharing the front two rows, Aston-Porsche, Aston-Porsche. That's 95, 92, 97, 91. The first of the the Ferraris from EF Corsa is the 51 car in fifth position from the 71 team car in sixth position. Best of the Ams then in seventh. A very creditable lap average and does have the Corvette behind them. In fact, the first two pros, the first two arms rather, ahead of the Corvette. It's Team Project 1 on Paul for Am with their Porsche, with the 56 car. And then the Paul Delallana, Rosgun, Aston Martin, the 98 will be on the outside of row four. And those are the two first two GTE arms with the, as I say the GTE Pro Corvette the seventh of the GTE Pro cars just really underlining that that is still a new uh, prog- program and project for Corvette and their first outing In the FIAWEC. So that's the end of the first session. The air temperature holding steady about 15.5 degrees Celsius. The track around about 20 degrees. So a lot cooler than we had earlier on for free practice too when the best times of the day. We're looking, as far as the prototypes are concerned, for low 48s or high 47s I would think from the Rebellion, always assuming that that car is uh, all fastened back together again after its engine change for Bruno Senna Norman Neto and Gustavo Menezes. Best of the Toyotas this afternoon was the 8 car, that's the Br- Buemi, Nakajima, and Brennan Hartley machine, ahead of the first of the P2s of Racing Team Netherlands. So, we'll clear the timing screen and get ready for the qualifying for prototypes. Been a fairly quiet run for Toyota so far. Wouldn't bet against them, turning it on for this qualifying session. Extremely technical track here at the Circuit of the Americas, which basically splits up into three very distinct timing areas across the start-finish line, really up to about turn number nine, although that the first sector is part of the way through the S's, which I don't really understand. But the first bit running through to when you pop out over the top of the hill at turn nine is really, you've got to think of that as all one session section. rather. Then you go through turn ten, which is the little left-hand kink And drop down to turn 11, which starts the back stretch. And then all the way down there to the breaking area at turn 12. And then from there on, it's the run home with the serpentine section to start off with. Then that big, long, three-pressure right-hander. 16, 17, 18. 19 is the left-hander before you go down the hill to the final corner. At turn 20, just waiting for the prototypes to come out. Lap 7 for car 56, turn 19, track limits and 97. Aston number 97 under investigation for blocking another car, and that's the Alex Lynn Max Martin car. So that is not yet over and done with and that was one of the front row cars or the front two row cars. So that may yet be another story that has to be reported after this event. Or after we have had the conclusion of qualifying, so getting underway for prototypes in a moment or two. Track temp just now having dropped down. Below 20 degrees Celsius. Very humid. 50% humidity. And we are underway. Green flag's just gone out. Thomas Laurent in the Signatec Alpine. That's the uh, Orica Gibson, of course, by any other name. We do have a Delara here. This weekend, the P217 of Settila Racing, that's the number 47 car, and that car has just left the pit lane as well, with Giorgio Senagiotto behind the wheel. It is Gustavo Menezes who's taking out the Rebellion, still bearing the number one, of course. Philippe Albuquerque out for United Autosports. Jota has got Anthony Davidson doing the first part of qualifying. Will Stevens for JC DC, Jackie Chan DC Racing 37. Thomas Laurent me mentioned, high class racing. Yamashita San behind the wheel of that one. Still waiting for the two Toyotas. And the Dragon Speed to go out. Only three P1 cars here, of course. And it's Ben Hanley in the Dragon Speed number 21. Who else has just popped out there? That would be Nico Lapierre in the Cool Racing number 42. So just the two Toyotas still to join in. Nick De Vries, the remaining P2 car, has just popped out for Racing Team Netherlands, as Yamashita and Thomas Laurent in close company go across the line, Yamashita with a 2.06, 2.09, 7. Now times we were looking at earlier on for the P2s in the faster of the sessions, not that far off the P1 cars, actually, when the temperature was at its highest today, day. Track temperature up a little over 28 degrees Celsius. And 150.8 for United Autosport. And the 22 was only a second away from Racing Team Netherlands, who were only half a second away but less than that actually from the best of the toyota's the second best of toyota number seven was mired in the p2 traffic so expect to see something around or under 150 i would think for poor positioning p2 and a second and a half or so it's my guest, quicker than that for the P1 cars. What Toyota will do? Honestly, don't know. It's Kaz Nakajima and Jose Maria Lopez who have taken out respectively the 8 and the 7. 7 cars being been uh, off the pace of its sister machine all day today. Best of a 151 1 in the second practice session and a 52 4 in the first practice session. Uh, Was good enough only for 7th and 9th in the prototype field. And that means that there was an awful lot of P2s ahead of that number 7 Toyota. Remember the rolling success ballast and balance of performance. Which logs up as the season goes on depending on your championship points position. Which is... uh, been rather like a, a random indicator of performance. So, seeing some times come in now that are more representative. nine four for Thomas Laurent. And that puts him to the top. 49.4 also. For Philippe Albuquerque for United. So it's Signatech Alpine from the now Orica, of course, of United Autosports in the 22. 36 from 22, split by a 0.011 of a second. Then a full second back to JCDC and Will Stevens in the mighty 37. The 38, the Jordan that entered car is Ant Davidson. He's in fourth position with a 50.6. Still waiting for the Toyotas to put their first laps in of any note. Nico Lapierre still to come through as well. There he goes and goes straight to the top. 149.343. And in the context of what we've been seeing then, a massive tenth of a second ahead of everyone else. So Lapierre for Cool Racing ahead of Laurent for... Signatec Alpine and both of those now eclipsed by Nick de Vries for the Racing Team Netherlands squad. Who goes through 29 at the head of the field now 148.6. Are we going to get a 47 from the P2 cars? Just two Goodyear runners here this weekend. Everyone else on Michelin in P2. Get ready for that to change, of course, with the. Categories becoming spec tyres or single tyre manufacturers, should I say? It. Jota running the Goodyear tyres in P2 along with Jackie Chan DC Racing. Somebody must have lost a lap there, surely. There goes Gustavo Menezes in the rebellion. First LMP one time, a 147.6, and that's 1.2 seconds quicker than that car went. This afternoon, or earlier today should I say it, as, well I think that puts Peter any worries about the engine change then. Toyota's first time from the eight car which has been the faster of the two. Kaz Nakajima, 1.48.2. That's uh, half a second away from Paul. Lopez. José Maria Lopes goes through in the seven with a 148-9. I think that's their fastest time of the day in the seven. Yes, it is by some mark. 151-1, their previous best. So Menezes, Nakajima, Nick DeVries, the best of the P2s. Then Lopez for the second of the Toyotas. Then Nico Lapierre for Cool Racing, second in LMP2. Thomas Laron going up into third. No, pitting. In third and pitting. So Laron into the pits. Also in the pits Philippe Albuquerque, Anthony Davidson. And the high class racing number 33. To yeah, a sheeter behind the wheel. So he's pausing for a moment there because I'm watching a decent lap by Nick De Vries. Very decent indeed being put together. Also looking to improve is Also looking to improve is Jose Maria Lopez at the moment. Slight worry about the Jackie Chan DC racing car. Ricardo can, uh, sorry, Gabriel Aubrey's just gone back out in that. Uh, but a 54-2, a bit off the pace there as well. Ben Hanley. Not getting a decent lap in for Dragon Speed either so Norman Nato has now been installed into the Rebellion number one Anders Fjordback now in the 33 high class racing car replacing his Japanese teammate Uh, Phil Hansen goes out in the 22 for United Autosports. Phil our big interview on MiGwick Motorsport last week. Very interesting having a chat with him. He's not been here before but he's done plenty of laps on the simulator. Pierre Rags is taking out the Signatec Alpine number thirty-six. De Vries just pitted Kaz is still out there with 9 minutes remaining no improvement last time around a 52 in fact and then a 47 so that is an improvement so now down to 2 tenths again two tenths between first and second and an improvement for Jose Maria Lopez as well last time around to a eight six. that's by far the best lap that the seven car's done looks like the Jackie Chan, DC Racing Gabriel Aubrey and high class racing Anders Fjordback 33 cars have just tripped themselves up out on the circuit that's going to cost them time and remember we've still got a question mark hanging over the Aston Martin from the 97 from the first qualifying session impeding another competitor that's been looked at after this session 147.6 new best of the session for Norman Nato, for rebellion. That's not his time. It can't be his time, surely. No, it wasn't. He's just getting up the speed. So, that will be Menezes, Gustavo Menezes' time. No disrespect to Norman. As Ricardo Gonzalez goes to the top for Jota, that's a one fifty for him. Okay, that must be a quirk of the timing. And he's just the first guy to get his second lap in. Great to have prototypes back at Corte. I always thought it was a good circuit for them. Always raced well. Yeah, that Gonzalez time has been adjusted Both the Toyotas now in the pits for their driver change. Beautiful time of day to be doing this qualifying. Temperature dropping, probably a full degree since we last, well, since the end of the previous session. Track temperature remain uh, air temperature remaining, uh, pretty. Stable, it's the track temperature that's falling, but the humidity is going up, believe it or not. Now 52% Yellow flag. This is for the number 33 high class racing and his fjord back has pulled over. So that means you cannot improve. So no one can improve at the moment. And we've got a red flag. A red flag with 5 minutes and 14 seconds to go. So the 33 at the end of the back straight has had an issue and has ground to a halt. Right on the end of the back straight, it's turn 12. And and as I said, that was with 5.14 on the clock. The clock is still running. And it takes a couple of minutes to get around. 33 moving again. So, we might get a restart rather quicker than we were hoping. At least no one is going to have to go out and move the car. Now... The Toyotas have not got their second laps in yet, of course, which is pushing them all the way down the order because there's a lot of P2 cars that have got their second laps in and Rebellion happily at the top at the moment, having had two laps in, one from one at least one flyer from each of the two drivers. Nato moving Slowly, but he'll just be coming in for the red flag, I think. As everyone comes in, and the clock has been reset to five minutes and 26 seconds. So, a couple of cars coming in, the 42 following around slowly at the moment is that of the cool racing Antonin Borga Fjordbach moving again for high class racing and in the middle of the road she comes down on the far side of the circuit Rebellion sitting pretty right now their car on the back straight was also moving slowly before we picked it up but I think that was just because of the red flag situation and still the 33 isn't happy actually that must have been at the end of the back straight when I first saw it So he's only just coming through 13 and 14 now fjord back in that blue and black number 33 comes through 15 now heads up under the bridge the rebellion is a little bit further on from him coming through that triple apex right hand and now through turn 19 which is the usual spot where everybody oh, yeah. runs wide. No, check that. He's coming into 15 Five now. My apologies. 47 who is at the back of the field for Settila Racing reported to the stewards for not respecting red flag procedure as the 33 gets back to the pits So, 5 minutes 26, 2 minutes, let's say, for an outlap. A minute and 50, that's 3 minutes 24 minutes. You're going to get two flyers, aren't you, if you get out quickly. Possibly three, once we get going again. So, red flag for the 33, which has got going again for Cool Racing. Sitting, by the way, in provisional pool for LMP2. So they will want that car to get back to the pit so that it can be scrutineered. So a number of cars yet to do their second driver laps, including the two Toyotas. It will be number eight is listed now as Brendan Hartley and it'll be Mike Conway in the seven when they get back underway, which they are about to do. Mike Conway, his usual impassive self behind the wheel of the Toyota number seven. That has been, by some margin, the slower of the two Fertigazoo Racing Prototypes this weekend. Maillard in the midfield of the LMP2s. Still waiting for the Settilat car to come in. I've got a feeling that that car's gone around again and that's why it's going to be reported to the stewards. And that's going to be a slap on the wrist if that is the case for Roberto Lacorte, the Italian driver. Two Toyotas sitting at the end of the pit lane. Not easy to do here because the pit lane isn't flat by the time you get to pit exit. So the two Toyotas, they know they're in trouble. The clock not yet started. They're going to have the Rebellion in behind them as we go green. 5.26 counting down then I'll be interested to see how quickly the Toyotas get back on the pace and head back out onto the circuit and how aggressive they are in terms of their outlap at the moment they have not got a second timed lap in, so they are sitting in 8th and ninth position in the prototype category it's Rebellion from Cool Racing from United Autosports from Signatech Alpine from Jota that's your top 5, 142 22, 36, 38 and High Class Racing makes up the top 3 rows of the grid if qualifying was to end now And Cool Racing, United Autosports, Signatec Alpine and Jota have not come back out yet. Now are they just waiting for a gap or have they done their work? Are they happy? Very interesting. Four and a half minutes left on the clock and counting. Two Toyotas together. As cool racing, Antonin Borger back out onto the track now from second position in the gathering gloom as it is now. It's been a nice sunset though. Duck egg blue and Etruscan orange in the sky. Who says Mother Nature isn't a sports car fan when you have those classic racing colours in the sky together? So the two Toyotas then, led by the number eight. That's Mike Conway. Pushing on. Will get, I think, two flyers. Possibly a third if he needs it. Excuse me. That's uh, Brendan Hartley in the eight. Mike in the seven, of course. So... Conway rather confusing me that they are in 8th and 9th 7th and 8th position but it's the 8th and 7th and the 7th and 8th so the illuminated numbers on the side don't match the car numbers in fact they're switched around so clear track for Conway in the eighth position number seven if that makes any sense to you he's down at the start of the back straight now and decent decent first sector but not mind-blowing Norman Nato not that far behind them in terms of track position in the number one rebellion couple of minutes to go it's going to be Nip and Tuck you know they'll only get one more lap I reckon after this unless they're really on it One forty-seven six seven four for Conway moves him up to third because Brendan Hartley's gone into second so the two Toyotas then on average time now do sit behind the rebellion and ahead of the lmp2 field but as yet they haven't closed in enough and it's still by the way well and i was just about to say they're not that far away from the p2 times and antonin borger is what only seven tenths further back I wonder what's up with the 7 is it just oh hang on the 8 dropped all the way back again has he lost a I lost a lap so that's interesting all of a sudden the 8 dropped back down to 11th position on my timing screen make that 10th yeah seeing that on the TV as well, so something's gone on there track limits, turn 19 for Brendan, just coming through so that is the penultimate corner they Tricky over the brow and downhill, left-hander so the 7 as the chequered flag is due any time now. And in fact he's out. Checkered flag is out. And Hartley comes through. And does get himself back into third. But it's going to be poor position for Rebellion. Yes it is. Conway doesn't improve. Peels off into the pits. And sees the checkered flag in the pits lane. So... Nato and Gustavo Menezes, uh, Nato, sorry, and uh, yes, Gustavo Menezes, sorry, second guessing myself there, on pole position with Bruno Senna not taking part in that session, two of the three drivers only required. No improvement for Jackie Chan, DC Racing, and Will Stevens, third in LMP2 at the moment, ahead of him. The 22 of United Autosports and the 42, Antonin Borger still running in the provisional pole sitting Cool Racing, or Gibson. Through goes Racing Team Netherlands and settler Racing, Fritz van Heerd. Still waiting for the last couple of cars to come across the line. And with a bit of luck, we might be able to hear from the pool sitter, it's Duncan Vincent in the pit lane, <laughs> filling in for Louise. The change of date, rather scuppering some of our TV colleagues' plans. Martin Haven and Graham Goodwin not on TV duty either uh, this weekend because they have previous engagements booked. Graham doing the double header out in the Asian Le Mans series, Martin doing World Championship bobsleigh in Altenburg this weekend so confirmation of pole position for the Lone Star Le Mans for Rebellion Racing and Norman Nato brings it home and Duncan is there (laughs) A <laughs> oh, slapping going on down at Rebellion. Gustavo, a fabulous, fabulous qualifying session for you there. What time do you think you could have done if you hadn't been brought in there because you were very much up on your time? Yeah, unfortunately, we can't officially say, um, you know, it didn't happen. Um, we chose to kind of strategically go on the race tyre that we wanted, and uh, it took a little bit of time for the car to get to where we ideally wanted, but... Um, I was pushing really hard to get in the 46s. I would have loved to see it, but at the end of the day, the most important thing, we start P1 for tomorrow. It's a long race, and uh, Norman did a great job to finish it. Credit to the team, because there was an engine swap as well in there. You've had a very trying day. Yeah, honestly, thank you to every single one of these guys in this garage. We blew an engine uh, a couple hours ago. They managed to not only get a new one in there, but get it in it flawlessly and uh, give us the opportunity to have a third pole in the row, so uh, the home race is going to be fun tomorrow. Gustavo, thank you. Yeah. That was Gustavo Menezes, who did the first part of qualifying for Rebellion. Norman Nato second. uh, Did the second run. And as I said, Bruno Senna, uh, not actually required to get in the car. And that's a handy driver to have up your sleeve, isn't it? As far as the race is concerned. Rebellion, sadly, I think we say, is uh, in their swan song, aren't they, at the moment? With the announcement that they'll be finished and uh, not doing any more racing, certainly not in that form, after the Le Mans 24 hours. So then, it'll be Rebellion Racing, the number one R13 with the Gibson Power, with the brand-new Gibson engine, which was slapped in this afternoon, uh, ahead of, on the outside of the front row, the number seven Toyota Gazoo Racing car, Mike Conway bringing that car home. His teammate, Brennan Hartley, in third position, saw the seven car outperforming its sister for the first time uh, this week, or today, because it's the only running they've had today. Pole position for, that's your 3 LMP LNP1s, uh, pole position for LMP 2 goes to Cool Racing's number 42, Orica 07 Gibson, uh, second place for United Autosports, Phil Hansen doing a very good job on a circuit he's never seen before for United's 22 car. Signatech in third position with their 36, uh, the Orica stroke Alpine A470, We know it's not, I really. Uh, And then Will Stevens for Jackie Jan DC Racing. Just wonder what Brendan could have done uh, had he not had a lap taken away. Maybe could have got a little bit closer. I mean, ultimately, it looks a big gap, doesn't it, between the Rebellion, uh, 1.6 seconds on the average between first and second. And then another 7 tenths back to... Brendan Hartley, earlier on, Paul position in the GTE AM for Aston Martin, sharing the front and second rows with Porsche, Aston Martin, Porsche, Aston Martin, Porsche, but remember, we've still got a question mark hanging over one of the works Aston Martins after it was reported for holding up one of the one of its competitor cars that was the 97 that was uh, reported for that the Alex Lynn car so that will be resolved after qualifying and Porsche took the gte am um, pole position for the race tomorrow 6 hours Around the circuit of the Americas. Beautiful evening to go qualifying here. And a fabulous run for all of our competitors. Just that slight delay when we had the problem for the high class racing number 33. Which did get back to the pit uh, on its own. And I think Anders Fjordback did go back out again. Yes, he did. So whatever that was, didn't ail it too much. Toyota then not able to overcome rebellion. It's another pole position for the privateer team. And there are 13 Gibson ahead of the two Toyota Gazoo racing cars with Cool Racing on pole position for LMP2. Join us on RS1 tomorrow. Johnny Palmer... Will join Bruce Jones and myself as we'll take you through the six hours of the Lone Star Lamont live from Texas, the first of the events for 2020 in the FIA World Endurance Championship. This program is a radio show limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLamont.com.